Greetings, friends, my subscribers to this transformational channel. I am full of gratitude for deciding to stay loyal to my channel. In the midst of other channels offering similar service, you choose to remain with mine. And for this, I am grateful. On this episode, I want to share something that will be beneficial to those in leadership positions or those who are interested in leadership. If you're a leader, and by being a leader, I don't mean you have an influence, right? Because uh, according to John C. Maxwell, one of my mentors, he says that leadership begins with influence. So once you have an influence over someone or a group of persons, you are a leader. But the leadership I refer to here are people who are occupying positions. So I'm speaking about positional leadership, right? Leadership that occupies a position. You are heading a business, an organization, a company. You are heading a social movement. You are heading a cause, right? So this recording is for you. Or if you are interested in occupational leadership, leadership that exerts influence over an organization, over a corporation, over a business, over a social cause, over a movement. Yes, today's episode is for you and I've titled it 10 Lessons, 10 Lessons on Leadership. 10 lessons on leadership for leaders and those interested in leadership. I believe at the end of these 10 lessons, you would know what to do as a leader and how to plan your leadership because the leadership that works is a leadership that produces results. I am an advocate of responsible leadership. In fact, I lead an organization called Michael Leadership Institute. Michael Leadership Institute. And what we teach is the principles and practices that guarantees and establishes responsible leadership. And I have defined responsible leadership as a leadership that produces transformational results. Leadership that takes people from where they are to where they need to be. A leadership that creates meaningful experiences for those they lead. So there you have it. The 10 lessons on leadership for leaders and those in leadership right and these 10 lessons are drawn from my own experience being in leadership positions in the past 10 years in the last decade right 
I think one of my first um, positions was I was the coordinator of the literature units on campus, the university, right? Of my fellowship, Charismatic Students Fellowship. I was the leader of its literature unit and we are responsible for producing informational products and materials that advocated and canvassed the policies, programs, ideas, values and thought pattern of our fellowship and uh, it was quite a very very successful adventure. We had over 5,000 subscribers to our leadership um, journals and uh, we had testimonies from people who were blessed by our articles, our tracts and our other materials. Though it was um, evangelistic in operation, yet it was impactful. We had um, sessions, relationship sessions, business, success, academics and also faith, evangelistic um, teachings as well. So I want to share 10 lessons I garnered from that experience. I was there for two years and then I successfully handed over because um, one of the things you know is that there is no leadership without succession. A leadership that has no succession plan is a leadership that is bound to fail. So I handed over successfully and today that department is still waxing stronger. So grab your pen, grab your journals as I deliver to you the podcast on 10 lessons on leadership for leaders and those interested in leadership. My first or opening statement is this. Leadership or leading is an intentional business. Leadership or leading is an intentional business. You must be intentional as a leader to create meaningful experiences for those you lead. You must be intentional as a leader to set and score goals, to be creative and innovative in the delivery of your leadership objectives. Because of this intentionality, that is why leadership or leading would demand everything from you. It makes demands on your competence, on your character, on your ability to be resourceful and productive. The reason why we have leadership crisis in Africa and all over the world is because we have leaders who are not intentional. They see leadership as a retirement plan, as a place to settle scores, settle old wounds and enrich themselves. And because of their lack of purposeful intentionality, there is nothing to write home about about their leadership. Because leadership should make an organization better, make a nation better. But when you see that an organization or a nation is retrogressing, you begin to question the leadership in place. 
and this is more sharp and noticed in the sporting world, right? When a team is not doing well, what happens? The leadership is sacked. The leader is sacked. The coach is sacked. Why? They believe that it is the coach that is the center point of everything that should happen to that team. So if the team is doing well, the coach is praised, his pay is increased, he has better bonuses and better packages. But when the team is not doing well, what happened? He is fired. So the future of every organization, the future of a nation is dependent or determined by the leadership place. So if you're a leader or you want to be a leader, this podcast is for you. Let's go. Lesson number one. As I led my department, I found out that when objectives are not clearly set, vision remains as potential, right? When objectives are not clearly set, vision remains as potential, yes. As a leader, you must be specific and clear with your objectives. What do you want to achieve with your leadership? Your leadership is time-based. If you're in government, you have four years or eight years thereabout. If you are a CEO, a chairman, a manager, it is time-bound. So, within that time frame, why your leadership would would, um, elapse? What are your objectives? You must set it clear. You must make it as specific as possible. Hear this. Objectives set clarity for vision. Your objectives are the steps towards fulfilling your vision. For example, you say, I want to increase the market share of my company. I want to increase the financial flow of my company. I'll ask you, what objectives, what are the steps you would need to ensure that this vision actualizes, right? I want to leave a record of roads, good roads, highway roads across major cities in my nation as a president. I'll ask you, how would you achieve that? So, your objectives set clarity, gives clarity to your vision. Without your objectives, your vision is merely wishful thinking. So, your objectives is your vision on paper, your vision written down. Your vision is what you want to do. Your objectives is how you want to do them. So leaders must be objective if they will remain visionary. Leaders must be objective if they will remain what? Visionary. I learned this as a leader. Number two lesson is this. What you don't invest in, you can't harvest from. What you don't invest in, you can't Harvest from. I will be I will be sharing podcast sessions on this investing and harvesting. 
is critical. Whatever you don't invest in, you can't harvest from. Let me break it down for you. Investing in your team is prerequisite for harvesting from their lives. Investing in your team is prerequisite for harvesting from their lives. You cannot expect from your team what you've not invested in them. Your team cannot become what they have not been exposed to. So, whatever you want your team to become, you must first of all expose them to it. It is exposure that builds experience. It is exposure that builds their capacity. What you don't invest in them cannot be harvested in them. If you've not taught them how to be customer-friendly, you can't expect them to have a, a willing attitude to your customers. If you've not exposed your financial um, manager on the current 21st century tools for, for financial mathematics and calculation. You can't expect him to do that very well. So you must invest in your team what you want to get from them. Here it is. Leaders who invest in their team harvest five things. One, they harvest loyalty from them. When you invest in your team, they will be loyal to you. Excuse me. Two, when you invest in your team, you will harvest expertise from them, right? It is, it is knowledge that builds competence and expertise. Knowledge, training, specific training, purposeful training, intentional training, insightful training, builds expertise and competence in your team. So when you invest in their training, you harvest their expertise. Three, you harvest passion from them. When a team member knows that you care about him or her and you willingly expose him or her to resources that make them better, what happens? Their passion for the job, their passion for the business increases. You know, I see leaders who don't care about the the, the growth of their of their team, those they lead. What they forget is that the growth of your organization does not depend on you. No, it depends on the growth of your team. So if your workforce, if your staff, if they are growing, it means they are doing their work better. And when they are doing their work better, the organization is progressing. Yes. So, you will harvest passion from them. Passionate staff creates a friendly, accommodating, comfortable atmosphere that your customers will enjoy in your organization. Have you been to a place where you, you, you just sense pessimism? You sense this, this bitterness, this anger expressed in the the, the facial expression of the of the staff, the, the workers, they are angry, they are they are they are they are rude. 
they are very quick to answer answer you if you if you if you dare to to insult them ah they open canisters upon you why they are working in an unfriendly environment so as a as a leader or as a business owner you must ensure that the environment of your workplace is friendly and you do this by investing in your team teach them get that to their intellectual emotional and social needs and what happened they will be passionate for you will harvest what productivity from them yes when you invest in your team they become productive and lastly when you invest in your team you harvest growth from them they will grow they will grow it is your learning attitude that determines your growing attitude again your learning attitude determines your growing attitude so if you want your team to grow if you want your workforce to grow if you if you if you want your 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 workers to grow as a leader you must invest in them here it is in leadership you cannot pluck from a tree you did not plant mm. Mm, 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 mm. In leadership, you cannot pluck from a tree you did not plant. So any tree you want to pluck from, you must plant that tree. Any fruit you want to harvest, you must plant the tree. So by investing in your team, you are planting a tree you harvest from. As it number three lesson is this you must be ahead to remain ahead. What did I say? You must be ahead to remain ahead. Hear this influence is beyond position, influence is beyond position. It is the combination of character and competence. If you remain as their functional head and not just a positional head, you must lead in these areas. If you remain as their functional head, respectful head, admirable head, influential head, and not just a what professional head, professional head. You must lead in this area. What areas? Character and competence. What makes you a leader is not your position. Yes. What makes you a leader is not your position. What makes you a leader is the character and competence you exude. So, where your character is questionable or your competence is in doubt, what happens? You are just a positional head. You are just their leader by position, not by function, not by influence. So, we have leaders who are just positional heads. They are, they are, they are, they are heads by position. 
Then we have those who are leaders by function, by their work, by their influence, by the sterling qualities they exude before their team that earns them respect. Dear leader, if you want your team to respect you, not just because you are their leader, traditional head, but to respect you because of your function, of who you are, then you must attend to your character and competence. You must know something. I said, you must be ahead of them to remain ahead. That word leader means someone who is ahead. You cannot lead your mate. You cannot lead someone who is where you are. No, you must be in front to lead others. So from that front position, what happened? You beckon them to come over. So to, to, to remain a leader, a functional leader, you must be in front. You must be ahead to remain the ahead. You get that? Number four, I say here, the fourth lesson says, the quality of a leadership is its succession. Or better, the quality of a leadership is measured by each succession plan. We can say the, 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 the sustainability, the effectiveness of a leadership is measured by each succession plan. Hear this. No one leads forever. Who succeeds you is more important than the successes you are recording. Who succeeds you is more important than the successes you are recording. Hear this. Succession is either the breed to your future or the fire to your doom. Wise leaders know this and prepare for it. Wise leaders know how to lead and when to leave. They know how to lead and when to leave. Your successor would be the ink to continue your work or the eraser to clean out your work. Your successor, I say, would be the ink to continue your work or the eraser to clean out your work. Many leaders are careless regarding who succeeds them. Because why? They have not invested in their team. Your successor should come from your team. Someone who has been groomed in the artistry of your leadership. That's why you don't get a novice, an amateur, a charlatan, an outsider to succeed you. No. It's from the team. So, when you have built in and invested in your team, you identify a successor and begin to groom him or her. Why? Whoever succeeds you determines the the entombment or the endurance or the sustainability of your legacy. For some governors in Nigeria, the governors who came after them rubbed their work. In fact, even jailed them. Why? Because 
they were they were very careless they were not instrumental they were not intentional about who succeeded them who will be your successor you will live forever that your business you, you have built through, through sweat and blood you allow it in the hands of a fool who will take over from you right begin now to begin now to groom that person begin now to groom that person because the future of your organization is at the mercy of who succeeds you many organizations have been destroyed because they were succeeded by outsiders charlatans amateurs who never understood the nitty-gritty of the leader before them you must be very careful with who succeeds you don't forget who succeeds you is more important than the successes you are recording lesson number five lead by convictions and not by consensus what did i say lead by convictions and not by consensus a wise leader discovers and develops his convictions and stick to them after all what else differentiates strong leaders from weak leaders as a leader you must have convictions you must have your core values you must have your internal rules ethics that guide your behavior that guide your action and never be swayed away from them if you follow the crowd your life will become crowded if you live by others convictions you will end up as their convict you must discover your own convictions and live by it several most of the major movements that have defined humanity in the last 10 hundred years we are born out of personal convictions of the founders marxism socialism the communist manifesto these are these are personal convictions strong convictions of their of the founders that have endured across generations and africanism in africa these are strong convictions of the initiators that have lasted long as a leader you must have convictions number six i said stay focused that's right stay focused it sounds pedantic but it's good you must stay focused here hear this it is possible to get carried away by the exigencies and indulgences of your position stay focused why leadership is a transient opportunity to pursue and promote development and never a platform to satisfy your lust 
Again, leadership is a transient opportunity to pursue and promote development and never a platform to satisfy your lust. I wish many African leaders hearing me now would take note of this. You are not in leadership to enrich yourself. Yes, being a leader comes with several perks and allowances and freebies. But that is not why you are elected or appointed. You are there to serve. You are there to, to perform according to the ethics of the organization. So you must stay focused and avoid the distractions that come with being a leader. You are not in office to exert undue power over others, setting scores as is the norm these days. You are there to serve. Stay focused. Lesson number seven, very important. I said, be mindful of who you give your mouth to. Be mindful of who you give your mouth to. Listen, cancer is necessary for effectiveness in leadership. But when it is from the wrong person, it becomes a clog to your will. You know what I said? I said, cancer is necessary for effectiveness in leadership. But when it is from the wrong person, it is a clog to your will. So you must be very, very careful and intentional of who you give your mouth to. Very, very important. Right? And that is why many persons have um, ended up polluting their 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 work because they received cancers from the wrong persons. You must ensure that as a leader you audit the counsel you receive. Not everyone is qualified to speak to you. Not everyone is empowered experienced enough to speak to you. You must take counsel from only five persons. Are you surprised? You must take counsel from only five persons. Who are these five persons? One, those whose lives demonstrate strong character. You should never negotiate with the character of your counselor. If his or her character is questionable or is inconsistent with their behavior, then you don't need their advice. So you must take counsel from those one whose life demonstrates strong character. Two, take counsel from those whose lives expresses competence. Leadership is all about the delivery of competence. A mediocre, an amateur has no business in leadership. So, whoever is counseling you, what is his or her competence level? Right? It is from what you know and what you do to help others. 
So when the person can't hear you, knows nothing, or his or her life does not exceed competence, that counsel does not work. So take from those whose lives expresses competence. The third person you take counsel from is those who are passionate about and interested in your doing. Very important. Take counsel from those who are passionate about and interested in your growth. Yes. Don't take counsel from people who want to advise you for what they will gain. They are telling you things because of the they the, the see you as a means to an end. No. Look out for those who are passionate, interested in your growth. How you know it is in the integrity of the information they share to you. Their compassion, the, 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 the heart that follows they are telling you. Number four, take counsel from those who have gone through something you are trying to avoid and are willing to share safeguard tips. Yes. The fourth person you take counsel from is the person or those who have gone through something you are trying to avoid and they are willing to share safeguard tips. Very, very important. Be careful of a counselor or a mentor who has no scars. If he has no scars, his counsel is excellent. Because the proof, the, the, the presence of scars proves experience, proves growth. So anybody who have no scars have not grown. So it's from their experience, from their scars, they can counsel you. I did this, avoid this. You will see this, avoid this like this. So be careful. They must have gone through something you are trying to avoid and they are willing to share safeguard tips. And lastly, number five, you must take counsel from those who are willing to open and share their lives with you. Those who are willing and open to share their lives Hear this. The proof of a man's concern for you is not in the money he gives you. The proof of his concern for you is in what he shares about himself to you. His secrets, his fears, his failures, his essence. So you must look for counsel from those who are willing to open and share everything about their lives with you. Why? They want you to be better. They want you to gain speed. You get that? So be mindful of who you give your mouth to. Right? Lesson number eight. You need to silence every insult hurled at you with your results. Yes. Silence every insult hurled at you with your results. Listen to this. Leaders are public figures. Therefore, they are susceptible to criticisms. What did I say? 
leaders are public figures. They are susceptible to what criticism. So as a leader, you are a public figure. So you should expect and allow what criticism. But here's the thing. Weak leaders react by fighting back. Strong leaders respond by proving their credibility with tangible results. The issue is not you are insulted, it's not you are heavily criticized. It's not that acidic words you are used to describe your leadership. No. The issue is how did you respond or react when you are criticized, when you are insulted, when you are harangued, when you are, when you are harassed, when, when, you are torn up, when you are torn to shreds by strong words from your enemies, what do you do? For weak leaders, they will react by fighting back, by engaging um, uh, uh, um, um, PR agencies to fight back. But strong leaders respond by proving their credibility with tangible results. So when when next people question you and your and your abilities, show them your results. Says a leader who always fights back at his or her critics will soon discover that they are investing in a barren field. Two, they are losing perspective. Three. They are slacking in their vision. Four, they are dancing to a strange beat played by their detractors. Five, they are corrupting their team members. That's right. As a leader, if you're always fighting your critics, fighting them back, insulting and insulting, you are wasting your energy, you are wasting creative executive time. You are, you are investing in a battlefield, you are losing perspective, you are slagging in your vision, you are dancing to a strange beat played by your detractors, and you are corrupting your people because you will force them to, to join you in the answering back. Here it is. Words that should move you should be inspiring constructive, advisive, and motivative. What did I say? Words that should move you as a leader should be inspiring words, constructive words, advisive words, and motivative words. Any other are simply distractions. Leaders should guide, guard, and gauge their emotions. Your enemies or detractors are waiting for a negative emotional outburst from you. So they always ask you to distract you, to derail you, to confuse you, to get you busting out emotionally. You show maturity by restraint. You show maturity by by publishing your results. Let your work speak for you. As a leader, let your work, let your results speak for you. Lesson number nine. Your impact should be measured. Yes. Your impact should be measured. How? Impact 
it more than activity should be key in your leadership. Did I say impact more than activity should be key for your leadership? That means the impact of what you are doing more than what you are doing should be key. So you only do things that are impactful. Only do things that communicate your value, that communicate your vision, your objective, things that you want your people to know you for and know you by, right? Invest your leadership journey on critical areas of impact. It's very important. As a leader, you must invest your leadership journey on critical areas of impact. Achievement should be to drive development and never to score points. Achievements must be to drive development and not to score points. So there's no point having a maybe 20 point agenda and then you end up doing a shadow work or doing only one. Because people hold you by your statements. You have, so be careful of the things you say in public. Be careful of your promises. Be careful of your commitments. So you must be selective in that area that will drive the most impact, that will create the most of legacies. Very important. So achievement should be to drive development and never to score points. A leader becomes effective by being selective. A leader becomes effective by being selective. You must not do everything. You must not carry all projects. No. You have four years, max eight years. As a chairman, CEO, you have your 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 position is tenured. Pick the area to look at for. Right? When Jack Jack Welch took over as a general electric CEO, they found out that they were involved in many things. Dissipating energies, right? Dissipating creativity. What happened? He had to run an edge of things they, they, they were doing, then he prioritized, he prioritized and chose three critical areas which he's going to focus on. And he became one of the most successful generalistic CEOs. So you don't uh, you don't impress anybody by chasing many things. Find one or two things you will focus on that we that we advance the development and and the social impact of your organization of your business. And stay focused. Don't forget this: your identity more than your activity defines who you are. And the last lesson on this podcast is. Never give up. As a leader, you must never give up. You will face oppositions, you will face battles, you will face issues, you will face troubles. You will face failures. But it's your ability to turn around and bounce back that makes you a strong leader. Strong leaders are known by their resilience, by their resourcefulness 
uh, their ability and capacity to bounce back from failure, bounce back from trouble, turn things around, and get the organization flying again. Leadership is a mind and not a dash, right? A dash is just here. A dash is from point A to point B. But a mile is from point A to B to C to D then to Z. So there are several points, several targets, several benchmarks to get there. So it's not a one-day event, it's a dash. It's a, it's a, it's a mile. So prepare for it. The pursuit of vision will always require five things. As a leader, you have your vision, you have your objectives, you have your plans. Pursuing these things will require five things from you. One, tenacity. Tenacity. You be very strong. You be strong and prepared. Two is persistence. Persistence. A never die spirit, not giving up, staying there, hanging on until achievement comes. It requires guts from you, guts, your guts, boldness, ability to take risk, to dare, to take intelligent risk, to dare, taking the bull by the horns. As a leader, to lead people, you must have guts. You must. You must swallow your fears, embrace your fears, and triumph. Number four, discipline. Discipline is the number one lifestyle of a winning leader. Without discipline, you will never achieve or score your set goals. And lastly, energy. You must have energy, emotional energy, mental energy, the energy to sustain and support your vision. The energy to drive your team towards success. The energy to, to receive backlashes and stand strong. These things make you a strong leader. So leader, never ever give up. That's it. The 10 lessons of leadership. In summary, I said number one, when objectives are not clearly set, vision remains as potential. Number two, what you don't invest in, you can't harvest. Number three, you must be ahead to remain in there. Number four, the quality of your leadership is its succession plan. Number five, lead by convictions and not by consensus. Number six, stay focused. Number seven, be mindful of who you give your mouth to. It's silence insults with your results. Very important. Very important. Choose your fight. It's not every discussion, every argument, every every issue you get involved in. Choose your fight. Number nine, your impact should be measured, specific, so it can become terrific. And lastly, never, ever, ever. Give up. No matter what you see, hear, taste, experience, never give up. Let your vision guide you. Let your team encourage you to succeed as a leader. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, share with your friends as you.
you have watched my next podcast